Hello, and thank you for joining us. My name is Molly Carmichael with Zonda's Inspirational Leadership Series, joined by the industry's best in real estate. This series is about the top leaders in real estate, who they are, how they got started, their inspirational leaders, and their journey to the top. Today, we are joined by Doug Yearly, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer for Toll Brothers, known as America's Luxury Home Builder. You're going to love this interview. Doug not only shares about the changes in his own career and his journey to the top at Toll Brothers, but I love that he shares stories about his relationship with Bob Toll, Bob's leadership style, and just some of the great lessons he learned with Bob, and just the whole style and culture throughout the company. There are some great stories, and I just don't think Doug could be any more likable. Um, and after hearing from Doug, I'm only sorry I, I missed the opportunity to meet with Bob as well. Well, today I know. Bob would be proud of the legacy that he's left behind, especially with Doug's leadership. Uh, a few stats on toll. Last year, they closed over 10,000 homes in 55 different markets with an average price point in the mid-900,000s. They are currently the 11th largest home builder in the U.S., which is pretty notable considering how big their price points are in many of those markets because they build such beautiful homes. They have a following in every market they build in, and they, again, they build some of the most beautiful new home designs and always in premier locations throughout. Their mission is creating a lifestyle that is rich in beauty, comfort, and luxury, and today, they definitely meet that mission and then some. Well, let's get started, and you can hear from Doug Yearly personally yourself, so please join me in welcoming Doug Yearly. Thank you today for joining us. We are here with Doug Gearley, the CEO for Toll Brothers. Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Molly. Nice to be here. Yes. I, I am just curious, you know, as you, as we begin this interview, I always like to start with the same question. And that is, could you tell us a little bit about your role as CEO with Toll Brothers and a little bit of what the life of every day is for Doug Gearley? Okay. Well, I've been at the company for 33 years now. This is, wow. a, this is the second job I've had out of college. Um, I've been CEO for 13 years. Nice. And um, the job is wild. It, you know, every day brings a different, um, you know, a, a different event, a, a different issue, um, which makes it fun. Um, but my, you know, my day, uh, my week, um, I travel a bit. I need to get out and see all the divisions and we build in 26 states. So I know the importance of getting out there and cheerleading the divisions. Um, I spent a lot of time on strategy. There's not a land deal in this company of any size that I don't approve. That's wow. the lawyer in me. I, 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 I'm a lawyer by background, so I just like to have that control. Uh, Bob Toll gave me the marketing department at 35 years old, and nice. I will never, I will never give that up because our brand is so important. And so, while I don't have a marketing background, I, you know, I, I feel like if I can control land decisions and if I can oversee our marketing, our brand we're, you know, I'm going to be able to sleep at night. At 35, you're running marketing for the company? I was overseeing it. We had a CMO, but the yeah, CMO, 
I think she was a little let down because she reported to Bob and then she was told she had to report to me. <laughs> um, but I it all really out. she was let down, but yeah. Um, but, but yeah, he, for whatever reason, uh, he said, I, I trust you to protect our brand. And I love that part of it. I, I love the, the soft side of the business. You know, I didn't grow up as a builder. I can still walk a house under construction and talk the talk, but not like most people in, in the field. Uh, but if you want me to fluff a pillow and straighten a directional sign and pull weeds in an entrance feature and make sure our website is perfect and um, all the things that Bob taught me early on, make a brand, um, I'm your guy. Me too. I, I do it for other builders too. I want you to know, Doug, if I see anything off in your models when I'm walking on, I fix them too. <laughs> now, now tell me this. So you went to school to become a lawyer. How did you end up in home building? So real fast, um, my dad was handy. He had a great shop in the basement. I was always making stuff. My favorite class in middle school was woodworking, you know, which you can't even take anymore, sadly. I know. Uh, I know. It's too bad. I went to Cornell. I graduated in 1982. I couldn't get a job. It was a deep recession. Part of it was I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah, that was the last 4% interest rate spike, right? Was 81, 82? Yeah. So and, yeah, it's a tough time. The market was awful. Uh, I I didn't know what I wanted to do. I interviewed with a bunch of you know New York City banks for their credit training program, which was a path back then that a lot of people took if they wanted to get onto Wall Street or get into banking. I think it became pretty obvious in the interviews that I wasn't excited about that. Um, I had taken a couple of undergraduate law classes at Cornell for fun, and they interested me. So I took the LSAT. I did well. I went to New York as a paralegal for a year to see if I liked it at a really big New York firm. I liked it enough to decide to go to law school. And I went to law school. I graduated. I joined a New Jersey law firm as a litigator, which means you, you're in a fight. You know, every litigator, whether you have the right side or the wrong side of the argument, you're fighting. I hated billing every 10 minutes of my day. I hated being in a fight. I like being in court, but that doesn't happen. That's you know, that's fantasy. I mean, the, right. you, you don't get to go to court that often and, and you know, be Perry Mason. Um, it just doesn't <laughs> happen. So I hated it for four years. I spent every free moment renovating my 100-year-old home uh, because that's what I like to do. I was handy oh. and I just liked it. And I actually thought about, you know, should I quit law and buy old houses and put my own, you know, sweat equity, as we call it, into the renovation and flip them. It would have been a disaster. <laughs> I responded to an ad in the Philadelphia Inquirer for an, an assistant to the CEO of a publicly traded home builder. Well, I knew it had to be told because they had just gone public and it was the only builder in Philly. I didn't know if it was a secretarial job or not. It Could didn't say. I threw together a resume. I went in and sure enough, I meet Bob Toll. Bob wow. went to Cor Bob went to Cornell. I went to Cornell. He loved that. Bob went to law school, loved how it rewired his brain, but he lasted in the practice of law for nine months. I went to law school. I loved how it rewired my brain. I lasted four years. And he said, what are you making? And I told him what I was making. He said, he said I'll give you that exact amount, exact amount of money. And he said, how many weeks vacation? I said, I get three weeks. He said, I'm going to give you two. I said, Bob, you can't give me three. 
And he said, Michael, you're going to be having, he said, you're going to be having so much fun. You're not going to find time to take two. And he stuck his hand across the table. I shook his hand. I went home and I told my wife, I, this may be the craziest thing I ever did, but I'm leaving the practice of law and I'm going to go work for Toll Brothers. She's like, what are you going to do? She's like, I go, I really don't know. I'm not sure. He just told me to come. And that is hilarious. I buying land for the company. I, he sent me out in the field for a few years to learn how to be a builder. Uh, got me into the marketing department to, to oversee our, our marketing group. And off it went. And it was, um, it was the greatest move I ever made. And it was obviously pretty risky at the time. But I think I was so unhappy as a lawyer. And I had this like bug to somehow get into real estate. Uh, I didn't know I wanted to be a home builder. I just, I was turned on by real estate. I thought it'd be fun. Some of my favorite leaders in this industry started out in law and converted to real estate development, home building, you name it. And and I ask the same question every time. And it, it's a it's a very similar story that it was like, hated it, didn't want to be a litigator. I mean, all the stuff that you just said. And then, you know, and I loved just all things home building and, and just somehow fell into it. And it gives you such a great foundation. It's really interesting to me because they're some of the brightest. So what was oh, it like yeah. meeting, what was it like meeting Bob Toll for the first time? So, you know, B B Bob passed away in October Yeah, at 80, know, at, so 80 at 81. Um, I, I was at his side for 33 years. Bob is, the most important figure, you know, in my, in my professional life by far. Sure. He's a wild man. I mean, he, the energy wild level, man. I wouldn't think wild man, Bob Toll. <laughs> energy wild level, man. the passion. Um, he held everybody accountable, but he did it in a, a loving way. Bob. So I arrive and Bob comes to see me, throws me in an office there's no onboarding with HR. You know, we're a small company. He throws <laughs> me in off. He says, you know, walk, walk around the place and introduce yourself to people. <laughs> and then he says, I'll, I'll see you tonight. You know, just hang around. I'll call you. It's a Monday. You know, I learned later about these manic Mondays at Toll Brothers. <laughs> Bob fit into a work week Monday and Tuesday, and then he traveled. So... I wait around, I wait around after walking the office and trying to introduce myself to people who didn't even know I was there. And they're asking me what I'm going to do. And I say, I really, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do. Did they very... at least know you were coming, Doug? <laughs> no, most didn't. So finally, like 10.30 on Monday night, my phone rings and it's Bob saying, come on, come on over my boy, let's dance. <laughs> and I go to Bob's office from like 10.30 to midnight, and we just talk about the business and get to know each other better. And then I'm walking out the back hallway at, at midnight thinking, what the heck have I gotten myself into? When I pass Joel Rassman's office, who's our CFO at the time, who invites me into his office because he hadn't met me yet. He didn't know I was coming. I walk out of his office at 2 a.m. after he has, oh to give my gosh. Me, he has to give me the history of Toll Brothers on day one. <laughs> I get in my car. I'm like, I have made such a huge mistake. These people are lunatics. 
My wife's and, never going to see me. I'm working until 2 a.m. every night. So I figured out a few years ago in an interview, I was asked a question. I spent over 900 Monday nights with Bob. That was his night to teach. That was his night to talk strategy, to do land deals. He had a he had a programmatic day where he worked through different employees, meeting after meeting after meeting. Was that and manic was Monday told, every Monday of your career with him? Every Monday. Toll University. Bob told holding court and teaching. And finally, after like 10 years, I got the courage to say, Bob, because I'd moved up in the company a bit. Sure. Would it be okay if like maybe now I could I could go a little earlier Monday night because other people were leaving at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And I'm- Do we have to stay till 2 a.m.? <laughs> and he says to me, you and I are going to turn the lights off every Monday night. Interesting. So um, we did. And and that's, I, I my career, like that's that. where my career was built. Can I tell you something, Doug? I mean, I have to be honest. I, I think one of the things I hear employees say, and I would say even for me too, um, we all have a, a very tight schedule and a lot of work to do and things like that. And I have to believe looking back, and I'm curious, um, this is a question and almost a statement, to have that time with Bob had to have been, you know, as much like, oh my God, it's a lot of investment, but an investment both ways, right? And so the fact that that was so important to him to have that time with you and the other way around, I mean, how yep. I have to believe today it's like, wow, that's, oh, yeah. that's impressive. And you know, we don't do it anymore. We don't bring in bad pizza and stay until midnight. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the work, and it's even pre-COVID, we didn't do it. But now, I mean, it's hard to get people back to the office. And, you know, we weren't all, we weren't connected back then the way we are now with phones and iPads and sure. texting and emailing. I mean, it was all, that was all kind of new when it wasn't I mean, Bob never looked at an email. His assistant printed out every email that you know hit his screen. She, she turned it into paper for him. Oh, I remember memos. Remember memos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm glad I came up. I grew up in the industry when I did, with the people I did, most particularly Bob. Um, the I mean, and he, you know, at a young age, oh, he started yeah. taking. He started taking me to Wall Street. So I got exposed to that side of it. And we travel around the country to divisions. And you know, I'm like, I could write a book. I mean, it it you should. uh it, I'll help you. Yeah, he he's a he was an amazing, amazing guy. He got, you know, he's been sick for a few years with Parkinson's and it it finally caught up with him this fall. Mm. We had a memorial service for him here in our headquarters and you know, Stuart Miller was here and Arahab Nanian was here and, nice. you know, Wall Street bankers and investors. And I mean, it was politicians were here. It was an amazing, amazing celebration of of what, you know, his life and, and what he built and hit the culture. You know, we are. We're, we're, we're a competitive, hardworking, smart um, gr group of people that also happen to be really, really nice. We treat each other well. We believe in this great brand. We know our brand is unique to the industry. It's treasured. 
and it reson it resonates with everybody. It, it's not a senior management thing. It resonates. You know, we just won again for the eighth time Fortune Magazine's number one most admired home builder. It's it's interesting because when I think about Toll Brothers, and we're going to talk a little bit about Toll Brothers specifically, but I think one of the things I'm impressed by most, two things, and and this is genuine, the the people that work at this company, I mean, the retention's incredible, right? And so I talked to you about that briefly before we started this interview. It's it's like a secret culture of some sort because anybody who joins Toll never leaves Toll. I mean, what's the secret to that? We really spend the time up front to try to hire people that we think uh, it, it's what I described. I love competitiveness. Bob used to ask in interviews, probably an illegal question. He always asked, you play poker? He loved poker players, loved poker players. <laughs> I, I remember I was sat in an interview with him and he asked somebody if they played poker and they kind of said yes. And I don't think he believed them. He pulled out a deck of cards and asked them to shuffle the cards because then he could tell <laughs> if they really knew what they were doing. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, it's it's really interesting because I, I also believe that genuinely people like people that will invest in them and just the relationship you talked about. I'm, I mean, that's, that's pretty, it's, it's a it's little a, bit more than a job, right? I mean, it's, it's it, an investment in each other. People genuinely work for people and then the company. And so if you have that right respect and interaction and investment, one direction, it comes the other direction as a result of, right. you know, that. And so um, I love that relationship that Bob started like minute one with you. I mean, that that's great. And and I see that in your culture with different people in the company. It's It's so impressive. Let me ask you about something that Toll Brothers is really well known for. And, you know, everybody I talk to is like, oh, yeah, who's the best as it relates to design? And Toll Brothers continues to come up. And the question I have for you for Toll Brothers, how did that come about? Where does that sort of um, core value come from? And, and last but not least, too, I would tell you, I've seen a significant shift in your design, you know, catapulting it to the future, I'd say like even in the last 10 years, if I can say mm -hmm. that. So, I mean, it's, you guys have gone from what was a very traditional builder on the East coast right. to now, you know, more modern trends, cleaner lines, all of that stuff. Can you share a little bit about sort of where that design comes from? And then, you know, some of that. So we've always been at the luxury end of the business. Yes. Uh, our average price right now is a million dollars. We're the only national public or private builder uh, at that price. We tend to compete against the small local custom builder. We rarely compete against the other big publics. And when you're buying land at the corner of Main Street and Main Street, that is expensive because of its location, uh, you better have special product, special homes on that land to drive the highest profit. It would be a shame to buy land at the corner of Maine and Maine, uh, pay a lot for it, and then screw it up with track housing. Totally. It would just be a shame. It's an easier way to go, but it would be a shame. So 
we've it's it's part of our culture, but it really starts with the land buying, the land we identify, where we want to be. We know we get more for our homes because the comps we do show it. We offer choice. We have 30 design studios nationwide. Not only can you pick structural changes to your design, but then you go to our design studio and you pick all your finishes. So we are building semi-custom homes as a production home builder. We bid 10,000 homes a year that are semi-custom is a tricky business. And to succeed, you better have really good architecture. And that's what, and we focus on it. We, we hire great architects. We have our own in-house firm, but a lot, most of the design we do is outside. The move west, not only has it been very successful and profitable, but the design ideas that come out of the west, you know, these houses where the entire back of the house is a, a paint, a, a, a wall of glass that accordions away into the wall and brings the indoors and the outdoors together, we now build, they have a colonial front on them, but we build those designs in Virginia, in New Jersey, in Boston, in Raleigh. And I mean, you can't open the house up year round the way you can in Southern Cal, but um, it we've learned so much from, from the Western design. We've learned so much from the Western interior decorators that decorate our houses. And I'm an East Coast kid, so I'm not putting the East down, but most housing design ideas inside and out come from the West. And okay. the more we do in the West, the more it's made our company nationwide better. Yeah, it's 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 spectacular. I mean, and the merchandising and the finish and all that stuff that you guys do. As it relates to marketing, a couple of more questions. They're tactical, and then we're going to jump into um, back to leadership. But Top three qualities, if you were to pick top three qualities to successful marketing, what would they be? Um, attention to detail. The little things matter. And I, I visit so many websites that are screwed up. I get so many marketing materials that are screwed up. I visit our competition. I, lo I, love, I love all the other home builders, but sometimes you walk in their sales centers or their model homes, or even when you drive in their entrance features. And it's, it's just, it's, I said it before, does anybody want to stop the car and pick up the trash? Does anybody want to stop the car and pull a few weeds, straighten out a marketing sign that's been laying in the mud for a month? Details, you can't, you can't overstate it. The deep, and we teach details. I, I visit divisions and they watch me get out of the car and pull weeds and I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a landscaper. My side job is landscape maintenance. So details are critically important. Um, spending the money, you know, we, we spend the money in our model homes. We spend oh, the money in our, in our website. You know, you have to, particularly with a luxury brand, you have to commit to spend the money because you have a very dis discerning client that is noticing all of that. So, you know, that, that is really, really important. And then I think the third thing for me is, and, you know, I'm, I'm a bit older, so I have to remind myself all the time, you know, the, the evolution of marketing to more digital, to more techie, hiring people that tend to be younger and really into the digital side of marketing, understanding it intimately, 
where to spend the dollars to get the most, you know, bang like that. I, I grew up with paper, you know, I, I grew up with paper brochures and, and it's moved. We, we're not in the newspapers anymore. We're not on the radio. We're not in magazines. Our budget is 99% digital. And we have, you know, our marketing group is a lot of young, cool, you know, like people cruising around here on skateboards that they, and I love it. And they're going to, they're going to take us to a level that I could never imagine because I didn't grow up with it and I don't fully appreciate it, but that's where marketing is headed. Speaking of which, as we get to leadership, what are the top three things you're looking for when you're hiring a great leader? Cause you've clearly hired some exceptional people. Well, um, I think I've named the qualities a bit, a bit earlier. Um, I, and we take the time, as I said, up front, because yeah, we, for we, sure. we, know, we know how important it is. We don't put people through, you know, psychological testing or we, we don't we, we don't do that kind of thing. But <laughs> I, I, I want I want somebody who's smarter than me. You know, they, there's the old saying that a, a quality employees want to hire an A plus to work for them and B quality employees want to hire a C minus. And, you know, because they don't they don't want anybody better than them. It's going to take their job. Um, and this company was built that way where I want really smart people. I want competitive people. I want people that hate to lose. Uh, and I want really nice and fun people. And I can't minimize that. We have fun together. We laugh together. We have a lot of fun. And it's, it's people that are real. I want to feel like, you know, because if you're not real, people see through it right away. I agree. We all do. I agree. Um, so that, you know, that it's worked so far. So we'll just keep doing it that way. No, absolutely. And, and again, as we talked about earlier, you have to like who you're working with. We spend half of our lives with these people. Right. And, and sometimes more. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's a big part of it. Well, tell me um, if you were looking back in your career or even today, who are sort of some of your top inspirational leaders and why? Uh, well, I've mentioned Bob like 20 times in this podcast, so he's at the top. For sure. He's um, There's no one like Bob Toll. And, and you'll, you, you could ask anybody in the industry. He's always the smartest guy in the room. He didn't say that, but you, you just knew it. He always got into more detail. The only way he'd embarrass you is because he'd know more details as the boss than, than you, you know, you should know as the guy working for him. I mean, we'd review land deals together and he'd have a land package in front of him, you know, that had to be studied. He would have 10 times the amount of notes and markups in his package than everyone else sitting around the table. And you learn from that. Um, sure, absolutely. And he taught me, and it was beyond just work. I mean, we, we, I probably played 25 rounds of golf with Bob. I traveled with him. He was at, you know, my wedding. He's been at my parents, you know, funerals. He, he was a huge impact in my life and he was a huge impact for this company. We talk about, we, we you know, we want, you know, we talk about honoring our history around here a lot. And it, and it's all about what he built, this entrepreneurial spirit that he brought to the company. So that would be, you know, the, Bob's got the biggest impact on me. I mean, my... Sounds like he was family for you, Doug. 
He was, and you know what's crazy? Bob died at 3 a.m. on October 7. My father died at 6 a.m. on October 7, 15 years ago. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm sure he was right there to grab his hand. Wow. Oh, that's um, crazy, Doug. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of special at the same time. Wow. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty, that's uh not by chance. That's interesting. Any any other top inspirational areas? It's hard to beat that one. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna tell you I read some book and some guy, you know, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> um, so no, I yeah, I, I'll do, I'll I'll keep it with, I'll keep it there with him. You know what? I I think that's about the best ending to this discussion ever. I, you know, Doug, I I can't thank you enough. I heard so many great things there, and and the engagement, you know, and even I mean, I everything you talked about, all I could think of is it's almost like growing up in a big family, and everybody's there to support each other, and you know, work hard, play hard, and uh, just do what's right. You know, you see something out of place, get involved. Um, and not that hard. It, you know, it's it not isn't. that hard. And, 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 but you have to care about it, right? And so right. Um, it's just knowing that you're working with people who care and uh, care as much as you do. And uh, we put people, there's a lot, you know, a lot of the jobs in this company aren't customer facing. And there's a lot of people that don't get to see, they hear about it. They read, you know, they go on our website, they look at beautiful pictures around the office of our homes, but they don't get to see it. And we put all those employees in buses and we take them we, we, and we go out and visit communities with them. And they get, you know, if, if you're on the assembly line building a Mercedes Benz, well, you know what, you should get to drive it. And oh, we I want agree. everybody in this company to get out and see what we're all about. You know, we spend so much time envisioning the community. It's not just the houses. It's so is not, it's, right? It's, it's the streetscape. It, it's the entrance features. It's a sense of arrival. It's the amenity, even the, the engagement. Community. You know, we, I mean, you can't build a community today without a few pickleball courts, right? I mean, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> and right. Or at least show it in the backyard. <laughs> And I, I, we always talk about, you know, we don't build homes. We build communities where neighbors become lifetime friends and kids become lifetime friends and, you know, moms and dads pushing baby strollers. And like, that's, that's what I'm most proud of. We build communities. We happen to have lovely homes, but it's the, it's the community we built that changes people's lives and it changes their friends. And that, I mean, that, that's why real estate's so cool. It's just so cool. Really and, 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 you know, you know, as we wrap up, I mean, what a legacy that Bob has created, what a legacy that you're carrying on with your entire team. And, and the thing that I'm the most impressed with and have been for years is that legacy goes on for hundreds of years beyond, you know, you guys are creating this today and families for centuries are going to enjoy you know, all those experiences that you're creating for them in these homes and places and communities. And uh, I just can't thank you enough for spending this time with us and kind of sharing your own leadership journey. And, and I learned a ton. Um, and so again, Doug, I really do appreciate you spending the time with us. Anything else you want to add or? No, it's all, thank you. It was really fun. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the time together and um, thanks for having me. 
Well, uh, again, you, you've got a great team, a great company and, um, and I can see why you've been there and why you like it so much. Well, thank you. It's been fun. Thank you again for joining us. This is Molly Carmichael, and I hope you enjoyed this series. Please hit like if you like today's broadcast and subscribe if you'd like to hear more from the best and the brightest in our industry. Take care, everyone, and I hope you join us again next time.